1: <laughs> it would be a Walsh but eh? I'm going full. People might yet win it here.
2: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the latest Wolves Fancast match review. I'm your host, Little Dan. Thanks for joining us tonight. Obviously, there's some big games um, on in the Premier League tonight um, via Amazon TV. As we're just going live, Alex Uwobi has just put Fulham 1 0 ahead against this weekend's opponents, uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, Bournemouth are currently winning 1 0 away to Crystal Palace, and Brentford are currently winning 1 0 away to Brighton. Last night's game, was literally if Tuesday was a football match, it, lads. <laughs> Honestly, not, not even Bob Ross could have painted a better football game last night. It was, it was, it was, it was terrible, wasn't it, Ed? Um, weather conditions yeah. was bad. Tuesday night, Burnley, and that probably one of the least glamorous sides in Premier League history. No offense, Burnley, but you just, you just ain't, um, you just aren't a glamorous side. Fuck off, Burnley, as the, um, the in between has said. Um, Going into the sort of the match, what was your expectations on the back of the the defeat against Arsenal on Saturday?
1: I, yeah, I think it was always going to be a difficult one to to get back up for, wasn't it? We we've got this trope of only playing against the good teams and the teams that are below us. We always struggle against Huddersfield under Nuno, just screams out, and there's loads more. So I was I wasn't expecting much. I was expecting the kind of game that we got. I felt like that Burnley. Got a little bit too much credit. I think at the weekend they beat a championship side 5-0 and we knew how good the ch- they were in the championship last year. So I wasn't expecting much from them. Um, and I think I was expecting more from us, to be honest. I think we, we came out and stooped to their level very, very early on, I believe. that's That's where I felt we went with the game.
2: Yeah, it was a struggle. It, it had the old classic Wolves, didn't it, of Like Ed's mentioned, their defeats towards his field. I remember one of the worst midweek games I've ever saw Dan Molyneux was when we got big 1-0 by, I think it was Wigan, and on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Did Dan Byrne score for Wigan that night?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he did.
2: It was a cold night. It was one of the worst games of football I've seen. And then Dan Byrne scores in injury time. Stu, you was in the WhatsApp group before the game saying... Lump on Burnley at 3 to 10, 10 to 3. On sorry, um, what was your thoughts going into the game when you when you saw the lineup and um, Dan Bentley was giving the nod over a knock filled Jose saw and Hugo Bueno starting again at left back? What was your, your thoughts going into the match?
0: I mean, I weren't thrilled. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's always good to get a bit of a rise at of gully straight away in the old WhatsApp group. I mean, one, one day these things will be publicized, like the uh, the covert inquiry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the fact that we hadn't won in seven against against Burnley when they used to be our whipping boys um, pre Premier League era this time round, um, it just seemed like it was painted that way that it was going to be another one of them nights where yeah we've done we've done the hard work against Man City and Tottenham and you now the onus is on us to do something and then you you look at the what I mean the the whole thing about Sard not being up for it despite him. Quite visibly jar his back for that second goal um, was quite ludicrous to me, anyway. But then when when we saw that lineup with Bentley starting, I thought, "Oh, okay. Well, certain people are going to be quiet now." Um, I've look, I've been very vocal about the fact that I don't like Dan Bentley as a keeper. I think he's a bit too error prone. But I was amazed that he's only thirty. I thought he was a lot older than that when I looked it up today because I watched the um, the BT, not the BT, the Amazon. Um, Interview after the game, and in the comment, YouTube comments, there was South End fans like bigging him up, saying he's the best keeper they've ever had, and all this stuff. I think, like, well, maybe I was a bit harsh on him, but what I saw at Bristol City was not that keeper that we saw that yet last night, so we'll get on to that. But yeah, that and bringing Hugo Bueno in from the cold after months out, not even playing in the under 21s. He didn't film me with massive confidence, um, knowing our, our record in these games, but and then it kicked off.
2: Yeah. As I said, thanks for those who are joining us tonight. Uh, there is like, obviously a lot of live games on that you could be watching. So thank you for joining for us here at the Wolves Fan Casting Association with Audi and the Boston Coffee Company. Another goal has gone in and it's come again at the Craven Cottage. It's Fulham 2, Forest nil, and it's <laughs> Fulham's number 7, Raul Jimenez with the goal to put more misery on Steve Cooper. Hopefully... He doesn't get the sack after this game tonight because that's new manager bounce on Saturday, isn't it, Ed?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's not have that. I can't be, I can't, I haven't got the nerves for that coming into Christmas, all this busy period. No, I, I'm also, I wouldn't mind Forrest going away and not coming back for another 23 years either. So I'm <coughs> not against that either, personally. Um, but yeah, let's not have a new manager bounce. Let's just keep the manager slump going and then they can sack him. They can sack him on Monday after we beat him.
2: I did mention off-air, obviously you can see in the picture there, Ruben never took time away of just to watch the game last night. Um, obviously he's watching it in Saudi somewhere. It's good to see that he's still got that love for Wolves. We talked about it off-air, didn't we, Stu? He's going to run down his contract and he'll be back in three years, isn't he?
0: There's a reason why he's saying that he's not going to Newcastle and he's not going to Arsenal. The fact that every, every single time you see his kids, they've got Wolves kits on. Um, we all know what's going to happen. Fair play to him. He's he's took one for the team, gone over there, made made his fortune, and he'll be back in a couple of years. Superb. Uh, the milkman has delivered. Obviously,
2: he's watching the same game as me. Just watching Raúl Jiménez. He's back. If you can, I'm not sure if any of you guys have actually saw his goal that he's just scored. But it was pomp. Raúl Jiménez uh, muscled off a defender and uh, rifled it past. Um, for the Nottingham Forest goalkeeper is now. I, keep, I don't know his name because I know he ain't Matt Turner. i got Matt Turner in my fantasy Premier League and he ain't playing. Yep, i must have an same. absolute nightmare with, with Fantasy League this season. I think I'm 4.2 million in the world. That's basically like... There's teams where people have created a team the first game week and I'm still above me with that first game week and I have changed it since. Uh, let's get back to the game last night. Obviously, um, those who have been living under a rock, uh, Wolves ran out 1-0 winners at home to Burnley. Bit of... Uh, it was a classic Tuesday match, wasn't it, Stu? The first sort of 15, 20 minutes. Uh, Burnley did look like a promoted side throughout the match. They, they, they tried, they huffed and puffed. They had a few nice passage of plays, but um, I think the longer the game grow, we did take control, didn't we?
0: They just look really naive. And I know that this has been a kind of running theme of their season so far and there's been talk about it and that company's not going to change and whatever. But the amount of times they did that stuff back to Trafford, where he clearly didn't want it. And yeah, he looks like a good keeper for... <laughs> he looks like a good keeper with his feet. And we saw it for the England under-21s. But you can't keep doing that over and over again like they were. I mean, that, that was that was what their main thing was, to kind of lure us in and hit us on the break. Because other than uh, Koleosha, is it who apparently destroyed Samedo before he got injured, to some people struggled he
2: struggled that first 10 15 minutes against <laughs> Colo show I, I, I was fearing for Nelson in the first 10 15 minutes because how fast Colesho was I thought we need we need to get someone on here to support um you know take a wing off, put Doherty and put some out of doubling up on him It's like he was playing against flipping Prime and flipping Mbappe. yesterday the way some journalists were reporting
0: yeah it was I was just disappointed in him because obviously we we know that we Sheffield United have to have points, don't they, eventually, and we had to give them to them, as as is the Wolves' way. But they are shit. They're really, really shit. And Nate mentioned on the the Soccer Neophytes podcast, if you want to give them guys a listen, that they they were kind of thinking, well, would an MLS team beat Sheffield United with 10 men? They'd probably beat them anyway with 11 men because they're awful. And for the fact that this Burnley side, the Burnley side that we saw last night, beat them so heavily... And luckily, quite easily, yeah, first half, they're they're, they're 11 on the pitch. But still, from the highlights, they didn't do anything. And Burnley, last night, looked, like you said, looked like a promoted team trying to do something, which they can't do. Yeah,
2: James Trafford, obviously, come with um, the credibility of being Man City's uh, academy guy. Obviously, Vincent Compton's obviously been... He's probably to him. Obviously, he's been given um, credibility within Man City ranks because of his history there. He, he, he just looked a really young goalkeeper to me, James Trafford. He he was trying the neat stuff. But from a physicality point of view, we didn't put him under enough sort of pressure, did we, Ed?
1: No, the, the corners in particular were painful again, weren't they? Um it's so He'd,
2: frustrating, Ed. Honestly, yeah. everyone here knows my, my opinions on Pablo Sarabia. I thought he had an half-decent game last night, but I think he got to the second half. I literally shouted from the safe bank, if Vidal beat the first man, <laughs> I'm going to throttle him.
1: And he probably didn't, did he? I don't yeah, remember him beating the, fir- the first man. So that's that's where you want to um, not go back to basic stats, but you do just want to put it, put it on the keeper, right? He's, what, 12? And he looks like he's about nine stone. It looked At like Gabby De Gea
2: when he first came to United. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah he looked he, and there were times yesterday, like you said, Dan, when the ball went back to him and he, he didn't want it. There was that is it in the second half when it was on his left foot and he yeah. didn't want to clear it and he kind of dilly dallied on the ball and booted it out eventually. He we, I think there was there were just there were clear moments where we could have put him and that Burley team to the sword a lot more with some more direct play. We, we started playing some of their stuff in the first half, this tiki tacking it around at the back, and, and Gary O'Neill even went long, didn't he, eventually, which kind of is where we, we...
0: We had a chance off straight away. Yeah, yeah,
1: we, yeah which, which we got something from.
2: I had a bit of a... I would say it's a, an embarrassing moment, just for those who are watching Walsh Fancast, not the matches, Liverpool are leading 1-0 at Sheffield United. I had a big embarrassing moment during the game last night because I spent so much time not belittling but talking down to my dad about the reasons why we try and play out from the back and like you said dink d, d- marzen's commented saying thoughts on the mounds and grounds when we were playing out I- i'll give it all this speech about why we're trying to play out from the back we're trying to draw them out so we've got like a, f- a free on free four on three in the, in, the, in a quick transition but just just get it read get it long and then finally after all the jeers Dan Bentley absolutely launches one, and we and we have our first attack of the the half, which pretty much sparks a bit of more effort, didn't it, Ed?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that was when we realised that we could get at them, and I think the crowd had, like you said, they were the moans and groans were 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 there for all to hear, weren't they? And for all and the players would have been feeling that. And I think that just that little glimpse also maybe just shut Burnley up a little bit to think that you know we can go long and we can hurt them quite quickly. I think that's where our class showed in that little move that came from that Gary O'Neill doing this on the sideline, which apparently is code for lump it forward. <laughs> um, and he did that. And I think we'll come to the goal, but that's where the difference in being an established Premier League team, which is what most of our squad is compared to a promoted team that are sticking to these principles, which clearly don't work.
2: What's the sort of general consensus in, in the Steve Bullock with Stu in regards to playing out from the back? Is it is it nervous?
0: Is it a lot of moaning? What's what's the consensus there? I think I don't think people mind it. It's just when the, there's a there's a kind of there's a scale and there, there's a, a sliding scale of when you do it and how deep you do it. Because a lot of the time it's fine. You play playing around, you, you play, you keep possession, you go back and you recycle play, whatever. No problem with that. But when you're pissing around on your own six-yard box. We haven't got the players to do that. It's not just about the keepers. It's not Bentley or Saw or anyone else. We haven't got the defenders to do that, that kind of stuff either. And that's that's where the goal came from for them. It ain't necessarily just that for me as well. It's like
2: it's the, the the front three showing for it in the in the pockets between their defense yeah. and midfield. There wasn't yeah. enough showing from Juan Cunha and Sarabia for me in that first half an hour. There were periods when we had the ball re, really sort of left. Left side, a midfield, left left back position, and they were sort of n- number nine, right centre forward, all in a cluster. It was just like you've got to show lads because the, the defence were trying to play out, and they just had no options. That every time they did go along, it was coming straight back.
0: Yeah, it was so static. And I mean, it was <clears> the, <throat> we've had that that advert on the uh, on the big screen of it for Jill's Concrete, which is quite funny because that's my mom's name. Um, but it, it was there was uh, there were standing like statues at times. But it it was just two banks of nothingness. There was no movement, no nothing. So when you are playing out from the back like that, it's it's going too far. We can't play like that. And I really do believe you give this a year, two years, no one will be doing it anymore because they've all realised it's a stupid thing to do. Because, yeah, Man City can do it. But you look at how how bad Alisson was in that first half a couple of weeks ago. Even he couldn't do it that day for Liverpool. And he's one of the best in the world at doing it. So... When you're, when you're inviting people on and you're taking risks for no reason whatsoever with very little payoff, what is the point in it? I mean, it's not like, oh, yeah, because I want Sean Dyche and all this stuff that I know that's going to get thrown at me as usual. But you just kind of see common sense sometimes. And when we stop doing it, we look like a better side. We look more comfortable. And they did not. And, and that's kind of where the goal came from in the end. It's, it's sort of... It is a
2: full NFL vibe you're talking there, is it? It's all about gaining as much yards as you can yeah. instead of inviting them on. Um, we talked about James Trafford a few minutes ago, but let's talk about Dan Bentley because before Wolves went 1-0 ahead, a few moments before, Jay Rodriguez. Um, after a bit of... Um, how do you want to describe Zhao Garmas in the build-up to that uh, effort, Ed?
1: Uh, um, not really there, was he? It was kind of weak, wasn't it? I think the whole... The whole with him, I find his busyness sometimes masks whether or not he's actually any good. And I don't know if I mean that or not, but he's I know everyone says he's busy and he's this bulldog and he's this terrier, but there are times he just kind of flits about and doesn't really get stuck in either. I think he's got a lot to learn from Lamina and I, I like him a lot, but sometimes he's, he still seems a little lightweight for me.
2: No, I feel it, it, it'll yeah, come no, you, that's the right word. it'll come with experience. Yeah, right? It like, will that, that defensive midfielder, or like you said, I, I don't think Wolves if, if you have got all of our midfielders available, it's, it's Lamina and Gomez all, all day for me. Um yeah. I think Jacques Gomez has still got a lot of um ceiling to reach in regards to his yes. actual ball playing midfield. Um We've seen him have a few shots this season. Obviously he scored the, the winner at Southampton last season. So he has got that in his in his locker with a bit more experience and choosing when and when he can't dilly dally in, in our own half will come of experience running I think but it he was really let off with, with that moment, wasn't he, Stu?
0: Yeah. And you look at it, I mean, it was a similar kind of place from where Huang scored it into the air for Newcastle to score last season and he got vilified for that. Um obviously Joe Gomez got away, got out of trouble by that miraculous double save, but he's going to do it. He's we got to remember that he's the same age as Fabio, and we all everyone oh, yeah, yeah, Fabio's still young and all this. But Joe Gomez does this stuff and he looks composed 80% of the time, and then he goes and does something mad. But he's a kid, he's going to do this, and again, he hasn't even been here for a year, so it's it's well, not. He only had like one full
2: season for Botafogo before he joined, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's he's got a lot of games to still find his way of becoming the next sort of Fernandinho or Sazer Sampaio for the older ones. Um, but yeah, th- those two saves from Dan Bentley. I had Jay Rodriguez to have um, one shot on target in a bet builder, which, um, I think it was like five out of eight that I got right. Smado to get booked, Daryl Darrell O'Shea to get booked didn't happen, but that one shot on target was it was a huge save, and then the follow up from Breno you can see in that bottom right hand corner literally fingertips and just past the post said it was it was well worth his clean sheet bonus that he would, he'll have his, in his wage packet next week
1: yeah it was crucial wasn't it that that was the difference really in the game wasn't it that and the goal that we'll talk about were that was Burnley's only real sort of pocket of any kind of real pressure in that, in that literally in that one move really they, they did a lot of sidewards and and some thrusting at the start but not a lot was going on and it's a it's an incredible save, and I know we'll come on to who starts at the weekend, but it's... Bentley couldn't have done any more, really, in his, in his not necessarily cameo against Arsenal. It was a lot longer than a cameo, and then his, his full game yesterday, he couldn't really have done more. He wasn't called on a lot, and when he was, they were two exceptional saves, and that, that save that he makes there, the one in the bottom right-hand corner, is... What Edison failed to do at the weekend against Tottenham wasn't it? He got a hand to it, but didn't push it around the post. And it's it's those fine margins as a goalkeeper, isn't it? That is where you make your your bread and butter, isn't it?
0: It's the fact that it's deflected as well. Yeah, and that he still reacts that quickly from what the penalty spot. Effectively looking at the uh, top right picture there, just
2: superb. Yeah, definitely. I think you know after that first say from Jared, because I mean you can see it's just just outside the six yard box. And it's 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 harder to miss than score for me that that chance for a professional a Premier League striker. Um, so you know it, it could have easily been passing himself on the back for that that big save, and then he's obviously straight back in it with the reaction save for the second. Um, obviously, Vincent Kompany says when you make a mistake, you get punished. Jay Rodriguez didn't take that chance, and if, uh, just before halftime, he Chan Wan now on eight league goals for the season. Um, just a, a, a composed finish; he could have snatched it after the first pass from Cunha, but composed himself and started past Trafford. Nice finish, Ed.
1: Yeah, he just waited, didn't he? He waited till he was like ready, ready to just take the shot. And that's, it was talked about, I think, on the Amazon at halftime, wasn't it? That he, he's got that, I'm the main man kind of feel from, from Gary O'Neill. And you kind of see that in the confidence. Like you said, he didn't snatch at that shot. He didn't even take it first time or second time. He he waited until he was ready to just find the corner. And it's he seems to be one of those players that is one of those form players. We had it with Jota, didn't we, where he, he'd sort of score in streaks. But he's probably the only player that knows where the back of the net is on a on a regular basis for us. And the more he scores, I just think the more I was completely confident that he was going to wait until he was, you know, ready to slot it in i had no doubts when he got into that position and i've not had that feeling about a striker since prime role and before then we're talking Ebanks blake in the championship that's how far we're going back yeah
2: i'm not saying josh is an exaggeration but it's not it's not a sort of a, a harsh comment is it true because of like, the streaks and the ability he has to, to to beat defenders on his own um, he has games where like Arsenal on Saturday I thought he was terrible on uh, Arsenal on mm-hmm. Saturday I, I said on our Twitter that I would have took him off at half time because I didn't think the game was there for him it looked like he was having a stinker you look back to the Tottenham game the chance that he missed uh, was it was losing 1-0 at the time mm. the way he yeah. sort of snatched it the way like he reacted it it looked as if he was offside but then you watch the replay back he's well onside he's just completely shanked it. he has got that in him hasn't he where he can be sort of non-existent or poor for 90% of the game and then pops up with a winner.
0: Yeah, but again, you look at the, the man at the top of that list, I mean, look how bad Haaland was at the weekend and then the, then the city that he missed. So, but the fact that we've got someone there who's missing them chances, where well, we haven't had that for ages anyway and he takes like, the old thing of, oh, we don't create chances for him to miss. Well, Quang's had the chances and he's on for beating Raul's Premier League record goal scorer thing for us in a season at the minute. I mean, that, after him, he's have 14 games so far, um, and he's on eight. So, just super... You, I mean, when the vast majority of people was calling him wank last year, um, even on here, most of us, um, and the turnaround has just been phenomenal.
2: Yeah, it's not It's not just the, the, the wank thing. It was, uh, we used to joke that his second touch was always his head. Yeah of how yeah. bad his first touch was i mean he's had such a turnaround i said before that you know he, he had a few injuries um when he first joined it's, i think it took him a little while to get used to well actually learning english his english is better than my english now if you watch interviews and, and, and whatnot i think he's probably set
3: this is a advertisement from better help therapy online we all carry different stresses big and small it could be from work stuff going on at home or just from supporting a football team, you flatter flattered us, Steve. And as the bedsheets have always said, let us down. We often bottle up these stresses and try and keep a lid on. them, But when you do that, it can start to affect you negatively. That's where therapy comes in. It gives you a place to get these things off your chest. Get down to root cause and figure out how to work through what's weighing you down. Therapy is there to help develop positive uh, coping skills. It's not just for people who have experienced Major trauma. It's about empowering you to be the best version of yourself. So, if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not look and give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Our listeners can get 10% off their first month using the code. BetterHelp.com slash Wanderers. That's better, H E L slash Wanderers. Let's get back to the show.
2: On there, and that that's coincided with a good running format.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think to, to echo what you are talking about with nevers earlier, I think we do, as a club and as a community, we tend to, we can foster that kind of feeling, can't we? Of, you know, Wolverhampton can be home, Wolves can be home for people. And Hwang, I, like you said i think there was some a youtube video that they did for um for new year's or or for some kind of korean celebration where you know the chefs there cooked him a meal and he's his english is incredible compared to where it was last year and it, yeah i think we are seeing the ramifications of a of a of a man that's confident in a role that suits him a little better and he's been given the keys hasn't he he's not playing second fiddle to anyone Hwang is a starter in that front three
2: I think it may have been maybe coming up to a month ago now that um, there were talks on social media that Wolves were in discussions with a new contract for Wang um, on the back of this sort of run of goals. It's it's probably beneficial for the club to, to get that new contract uh, ironed out quickly as possible, Stu.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we might stop singing that he's on loan then as well. which should be a miracle, um, but we know that. I still <laughs> get
2: frustrated that I know I know that the, the lyric has been changed too. Um, was he, he used to be
0: online? Was he? He was, he was on loan he for the was. season. I mean, but that's, we've got to do better, but that's what we say. But when people sing it, they don't. No one sings, was it's only that's what everyone sings. Uh, I gotta
2: keep jumping in, guys. There's games running live right now. Manchester United have just been given a, a penalty via, via VAR against Chelsea, and Bruno Fernandez has missed the penalty, <laughs> uh, saved by uh, Robert Sanchez, and then. Uh, Man United balloon the uh, rebound over the bar and um big moment in that game at Old Trafford. The current scores are Sheffield United nil, Liverpool one, Brighton one, Brentford one, Fulham two, Forest 0, Palace 0, Bournemouth one and Aston Villa nil, Man City nil, uh, along with Man, Man United nil, Chelsea nil. Uh, on the first sort of few minutes, Villa have had two decent chances against Man City. Man City, I've got six defenders if you count Rico Lewis in their starting lineup tonight, uh, obviously missing Rodri, missing Kevin De Bruyne, Jack Greenish, the list goes on for Man City. Stu, if Villa win tonight and they're going to that game against Arsenal on the weekend, they're in the title race, is not they? No, of course they they're don't. in the title race. It's Villa. Yeah. They're lucky. They... Even in the even in the top four, they ain't even played one. They haven't even played well in one game this season. Even when they beat Brighton and Newcastle, that was because Brighton and Newcastle were just literally imploding in front of them. The six like nil against Brighton was never a six nil. No.
0: Yeah. The fact that they've convinced themselves that they are, is going to make it even better when they're not. Um,
2: <laughs> I keep I mean, telling my Aston Villa suppliers at work, you mean the Tartarites, if you win this weekend? And uh, they're like, no, nah, yeah. I'm like, no, nah, you've go got to keep putting it on them to, to make them think they might be in it and then get it taken away from them.
0: I mean, the thing, they're, they're winning the Conference League, which, to be fair, they should do. Yeah. Um, like any English club should, which, like we've said before. But if they don't do that and they don't finish in the top eight, what a glorious season that'll be. I just I don't know how they do
2: it. I watched the Tottenham game the other weekend when they won 2-1. Tottenham should have been like 3-0 up in the first half an hour and you just think... It's as if like Emmy Martinez was pulling w- world-class saves. Haaland! Oh! He's, he's okay, should... Emi, Emi Martinez literally just pulled off two world-class saves.
1: <laughs>
0: well,
2: <he laughs> Yeah, let's get back to our game. Um... Obviously, Wolves ran out the game 1-0. Pablo Sarabia, you know my thoughts on him. What was your thoughts on his performance overall last night? There, Because he had a few decent flashes of brilliance. Um, but how slow was Charlie Taylor throughout that 90 minutes? Because <clears throat> the way Pablo Sarabia turned him on the halfway line and the way that Nelson Smaila roasted him in the first half, that is the reason why he's 3.9 million in the Fantasy Premier League.
1: Yeah, I think the only time I think I've seen someone look Slower on a football pitch at the Molyneux. I think I remember once a linesman overtook Paul Butler and had to run back for him to to stay on stay on side with him. So um, I remember that happening when I was uh, you know a teenager. But yeah, he, Sarabia, he's he's mercurial, isn't he? That's how footballers footballers would be, you know, which means that sometimes he turns up, sometimes he doesn't. And he did that. He did that in the whole game yesterday. There were times where he was the only one showing for the ball and the only one trying to go forward and. Play some of those balls over the top that, you know, he he is capable of. The reason he's a you know a Spanish international is because he has that good left foot. But then there are still other times when he just looks completely unbothered, and you're so wondering. The
2: frustrating part of me was surrounding yeah. last night. Brilliant. um Brilliant vision he's got. You can see that he's got it in his game. But there were there were two or three um, passages of play last night where he, he had to go for the Hollywood pass when there was a more simpler pass on. We've already talked about his short corners. Uh, sorry, short corners. Terrible for, uh, front post corners last night because it for me, it doesn't even seem to be like we've got players running to the front post as if they've been training at Compton doing that. Um, I spent the majority of the game um, Slating Sarabia, the guy like pulled me up on it. Just, uh, just give him some credit for once. The only credit I gave him during the game was when the game become a bit stretched towards the end. I was like, we could do with Pablo Sarabia on here.
0: He's um, the way you're talking about him. He's like a like a Spanish Steve Corrigan in a way, where he's he does ridiculous things. Um, we a talked lot about things... Steve
2: Corrigan during the game last like night, where Steve Corrigan was ahead of his time. He was.
0: He was ahead of his time. Same as Simon Osborne. Oh. Both Killing of them. him back on. Um, yeah, he's, I think games like that against teams like that suits him because he hasn't got any responsibilities. Just leave him, let him wander around, let him create a bit of magic. Um, Obviously, Bellegarde, we know what he's all about and bringing him on was wise Um, as well. It on, gave but... us
2: an outlet, didn't it? Towards the yeah. end, I think he just opened us up a little bit defensively. But the game was stretched. Then I, I, I didn't think it was going to end 1 0 the longer the, the game went on. I felt there was always another goal in it, but thankfully, we um, we got the
0: three points in the end. Yeah, I think I don't think you could start with Bellegarde against them anyway because of just how they're set up. Because they weren't going to commit with a they were going to yeah. be patient, they were going to be trying to pass it out. There was no effort to run through, so he could. You can see the thinking behind playing Serbia from the start, but you can't be doing that against better teams because you, we need responsibility every hour. We, we haven't got the we haven't got the quality to have someone like someone as flash as that. But when it works, is, it looks it, it looks great. So it's a trade. Is there an
1: is there an element? Sorry, Stu. Is there an element of keeping him happy as well? Yeah,
0: obviously, it, with
1: this kind of semi-public feud and the emoji on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, is there also a a throw in of the bone, maybe from Gary to say he, he can have you can have eighty minutes against Burnley.
0: Yeah, I mean, just
1: a just a thought.
0: I'd I'd start him against Forest as well, and and go the same again because you know what they're going to be doing. I don't know what we're going to be. But you know what Forrest are like, and he's got the kind of the pedence annoyance factor about him, which they hated last year. So. He's got he's got a place. If that's a permanent place, who knows? But I wouldn't say so. No, he, 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 he warranted his
2: minutes after that that Spurs um, yeah. awesome cameo that he had. I didn't feel like he was the the player for for Saturday away to Arsenal. I thought we we needed a bit more of um we needed more energy in the midfield. If he was going to be a a, a three man midfield, I said um, before the game on Saturday, I would have kept in. Um, Santi Breno and put Totty left back and, and had him come up against um, Saka to win the individual battles. I think Totty's really good at that. It's all hindsight mm. now though, isn't it? Let's, um, let's, I'll quickly jump onto that picture there on the screen. What was the last thing that made you have a, a facial reaction like Vincent Compey there? Because he looks like he's had his heart broken at Christmas. It looks like someone's gave him a pair of socks on Christmas Day.
0: Aaron Rodgers doing his Achilles. <laughs> that's, that's the obvious answer for the uh... For people who follow my other passion, but wolves-wise, it could be anything from the last thirty years, couldn't it? Really, um, but we've had enough of them. We've had enough of the times where shit teams have come and done us over. So it's it's about time someone else has suffered. it.
2: I think it's more like um, when the ice cream van turns up outside, and you ask your mom, "Can I have an ice cream?" You got you got ice, you've got ice, ice
1: cream, at, the the cream at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: What about you, Ed? Anything that made you sad like that? Any uh, A sad TV series episode moment?
1: Oh, no, I cry at everything. D-O-I-S-O-S, I can't put on. I cry at that. <laughs> so, no, no, nothing. Nothing Um, up. I still can't watch the film up after watching it the first time because that, that first 20 minutes is just the most saddest thing ever. No, but he looks that sad because I think he's, he's sticking to that cap as well as his philosophy, he's sticking to that bloody cap, which doesn't suit him. It makes him look ill. He needs to take it <laughs> off.
2: Yeah, he's got a bit like um, the head from the aliens in Mars Attacks.
1: Yeah, it doesn't suit it. Vincent, if you're watching, mate, it doesn't suit, suit you. Take it off.
2: I'm sure we'll be watching. I'm sure we'll be watching. <laughs> Thanks to those who, c- who continue to watch the episode uh, of the Wolves Fancast tonight. Let's look at the, uh, the next image. The next five uh, games obviously, we start uh, on Saturday at, uh, versus Forest at three o'clock, followed by West Ham, home to Chelsea on Christmas Eve. Brentford on the 27th, and then Everton on uh, 30th of December at three o'clock. Look at those five games there, Stu. What's the sort of minimum points you'd want from those five games, not what you'd expect?
0: Nine? Nine or ten? I'd be happy with that. Um, I think that's kind of where we are. I mean, a point against West Ham, Chelsea, Brentford, that wouldn't be bad. Um Especially the situation around that Brentford game of the kick-off time and all that kind of nonsense around Christmas and stuff like that. So, obviously, the, the given ones, are Forrest and Everton at home, you can't be at anything less than six points there just because of how they are. And I know Everton are better now, but even so. Um, and obviously, West Ham have got the Europa League factor. So, And it, it's Wolves, so it won't be that way around. But, yeah, I think I'll be happy with nine, nine or ten points from that, really. What about you, Ed?
1: Yeah, I think you can envisage us quite comfortably. We could, you could argue comfortably that we go unbeaten in that run of five. Mm. In all honesty, maybe what seven, eight points instead of Stu's ten. But I, I could see us beating Forest, um, getting a draw away at West Ham. I could see us beating. I'll be one of the sad sacks there on Christmas Eve. Me and my son, um, watching uh, Wolves against chelsea i can see us doing them because they're a weird team this this year as well with and who knows that brentford's uh, stewing the rest of the away day gang i don't know I, how you guys I'm,
0: no, I'm not doing yeah. that
1: one no.
0: Chelsea. Yeah, you don't even re-
1: it's not even really london is it so you don't even get that factor either and then walls everton at home that should be three points i know they're better now but we're still better than them i think man for man
2: I'd like seven points from them five games. Yeah. Like I said, go on If You could draw like draw four and get and and win one out Those five games. I think I'd be happy with seven points. You just talked about Chelsea being a weird side. Uh, Man United have just taken the lead with another goal from Scott McTominay. <laughs> um, yeah, Chelsea are an absolutely bonkers side, aren't they? Um, Spent so much money. Pochettino's got a, still a lot to do. Got so many players on the books to to work with. It's, if, if they were a FIFA Ultimate Team, they'd have like twelve chemistry, wouldn't they?
1: <laughs> yeah, At and, and that, that's probably that. No, I was going to say that's probably generous. I think. I think they're they're, they're Nottingham Forest, but with money, right? It'd just, be like
2: Pochettino and students. Enzo Fernandez. is like ten chemistry <laughs> points alone. <laughs> I'm not sure if have got any young basics. Yeah, so the question was earlier. Nathan Julia put a poll out earlier saying obviously José Sorry is expected to be fit on Saturday, but who would you pick and go? The majority of my friends uh, have gone with the old adage that you don't change a winning side. dead. Does that stick with you?
1: No, I'll go Sarr all day, personally. He's the number one keeper. He's the number one keeper, and there is there's an ego to that as well. So Dan Bentley came in knowing he was to be number two and will you know, we'll probably be able to argue that he took his chance in keeping a clean sheet and playing well against Arsenal. But Jose says, Jose saw number one, so I just think he comes straight back in. Um, I've said on the podcast a few times that I've been on now that so he's going to win us more points than he lets us, than he lets, uh, um, that he loses us. And I just think he should just come straight back in as long as he's fully fit, straight back to the number one keeper, he's the number one for a reason.
2: Yeah, you can see by the screenshot there, I, I voted to have Jose saw return on Saturday. Stu, you already commented earlier on in the episode that you think uh, Dan Bentley should be given the chance, even though you've got more of a, a fondness to Jose saw
0: you know, I mean, I've loved Jose saw for a long, long time, obviously, before he even came here. Um, but if he is a back problem, you don't rush these things as well. Yeah, yeah There's no need. Uh, if he dropped the clangers that he, he dropped at Ipswich... Then fine, kind of injection, him, shoot him up and get him patched up and get him out there. But if he needs more time, he needs more time. But again, Dan Bentley has played really well. And so it, like I did say on Twitter earlier, it will be incredibly harsh to drop him after the 1.75 performances that he's put in. But saying that, I had said, Jose is a brilliant keeper. He's a world-class keeper. He's playing for Portugal now. So for all the people who hate him, and this will be the problem, as soon as he does one bad kick, people will be on his back because of that performance from Bentley yesterday. And you know that it's going to happen because the people are weird. But there was times, there was a few times yesterday where there was crosses into the box where Bentley kept, went to come and went back again. So I ain't doing that. Well, very, very rarely would he do that. He'd come and claim and he maybe he'd drop, maybe he'd, he'd fuck it up a little bit. Maybe he'd take the ball, but he wouldn't step back when you step back, it creates a bit of uncertainty, especially with Forest, where they're not going to be tippy-tappy, either. they're going to be as direct as anything. You need a commanding presence in there, and Dan Bentley in the air, from what I've seen so far, I don't think he's got it. So, if Sorry's properly fit, then, yeah, he has to come back in, for me.
2: Talking of all the sort of other injury debts that we've got at the moment, obviously, Hugo, when came off towards the end, it appeared to be cramped, from my view. I'm not sure if there's any news come out on on that. There were talks of Ryan Aitnori possibly being back for last night, but it came a bit too soon, Ed. If Ryan Aitnori is fit on Saturday, does he take out uh, place?
1: I, I th- it definitely looked like cramp. So, watching it back on Amazon, you can even see sort of his muscle contracting. So, it definitely looked like cramp rather than anything more serious. And as Stu said earlier, came in literally from the cold with no warm-up to play in those games. So, um, if Aitnori is fully fit, um, it's For me, similar to the Sark conversation we just had, he comes in as the starting left-back because he's played brilliantly this year. And last year, I was all Hugo Bueno. All day, every day, I'd have picked Bueno over Aitnori. But this year, Aitnori, been able to see out 90 minutes um, as well as his um, attacking threat um, and his ability to break the lines with with ridiculous dribbles that look like they're going nowhere and then he'll do a roulette out of nowhere and, and get past someone. Yeah, as long as he's fit enough to last seventy minutes, seventy-five minutes, then for me, yeah, he comes in against Nottingham Forest. Is they're all about pace, aren't they? That is really what they've got. They've got Morgan Gibbs-White and Elanga that just run and run and run, and everyone else is a bit of a plodder. So um, we're probably going to need someone that you know, a bit like more like Nuri than Hugo Bueno that will want to break through the lines because they're going to come and set up shop for a point, aren't they?
2: I mean, the bits that I've saw from their game against Fulham tonight defensively, they they, they look all over the place. Obviously, they have struggled with defensive injuries this season. have now that that Felipe who they had last season was was solid in the game at the City Ground when we went. Willie Body just can't stay fit. Can he, Ershie?
0: No, I mean, the, there's a reason why he, he was out the door here because of that reason. Because he's unfortunately for him, injuries have taken the toll on him. He was he was a colossus, but like. The Johnny situation, your body can only take so much. And having played so much football and how they were thrashed to death under Nuno with a squad of like 15 players. You're getting injuries after that. It's going to make you successful late. Eh? And it just looks like time's catching up with both of them. <laughs> I yeah. think more more for our problem is if it's really bad, Cramp, and was out and I knew he's out, do you go Totti and bring in other Bueno? Or do you play Doherty there? Because, like you just said, Ed, about the pace issue, Doherty hasn't got his pace anymore. That's going to be another I one.
1: Th- I think he would have to be Totty. He'd have to be Totty, right? And I think he'll be able to do a job on any one of their wingers. I... He baffles me, Totti. Sometimes he controls the ball like he's never seen one before, and then other times he can flick a ball around the corner and set up a goal. Uh, he's, he's George Elikovie, Mo Kamara, and a few other resurrected left-backs all rolled into one, isn't he? I think he's he's an enigma of a player, but I think he would have to play instead of Doherty because I just don't think Matt's as good as a stalwart he was for us over many years. He just isn't that anymore.
2: Yeah, I, I really like Totti. I think he's a player that you need to have. I think he's reliable. He he's literally a, a, a warrior, isn't he? He's the type of defender that will run through a, a brick wall to, to clear one off the line. I, I really like Totti. Obviously, he earned his call-up to the Portuguese national side recently, so hopefully um, he can be a, another good player for us in, in the long term. And obviously, one that's come... does he, does he Is he class as sort of an academy graduate type?
0: Uh, he might be too old.
1: Yeah, I think so. he's too old, and he he had a year at Grasshoppers and stuff, didn't he? And he did the he did the rounds of the of the and group, didn't he, for a while? I think.
0: Yeah, his his registration would be here. That's one of them weird yeah. ones. I, I, yeah, it's, I it's think he's too old one, no.
2: Well, so, yeah, but the amount of money that we we, we got him for originally, if, if he carries on the the trajectory that he's going, we should make good profit on him if and when we do sell him.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're talking. Neil Collins, Neil Collins. Um, your no, mate, we're not. You'll make Nathan Collins money kind of thing for the, for Totti already at the mini. If, if he went for 23, then you've got to be asking for the same for Totti Gomez now. Yeah. Surely? I so I'd, want more, more, I'd probably want more, to be
1: honest.
2: Possibly even more with the fact that he's just been in the in the Portuguese side. If he can somehow um, get himself in the Portuguese squad for the upcoming Euros, then, like you said, I'd be wanting a lot more than 23 million. Mm-hmm. Speaking now, uh, I was going to. I even nearly said Neil Collins there myself. Um, we got we got Brentford coming up soon, and I think Nathan Collins has been injured for the last few games. I was I was hoping we could come up against him because there's a lot of people out there who call call him a Rolls Royce, and I just think he's just. <laughs> I don't even know it was to compare him against because you know, Paul Butler played for the Ireland national team, and I think Paul Butler's better than Nathan Collins.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a Rolls Royce with the wheel missing, and he looks good, but it's not it's not useful. Yeah,
2: it's, um, it's another big game on Saturday. What's your um, score prediction for the game on Saturday, Stuart Wolves or to Forest at 3 o'clock?
0: 2-0. Nice r- routine, no drama, no ridiculousness. Just a nice 2-0 win. What's your prediction,
2: Ed?
1: 2-1, uh, because Morgan Gibbs-White is going to come back and do what all players that used to play for us do and come back and do something, either set it up or, or score. But 2-1
2: I still think that's one of the most bonkers moments of last season that Nottingham Forest had a penalty to equalise, and Brennan Johnson took it instead of Morgan Gibbs White.
0: Bottled yeah. it. Bottled it there. There is a caveat to this. Have you seen the colour of their away strip this year?
2: It's like a. It's it, it blue and white, isn't it? Oh yeah, you said this before. The blue and white stripe I, effect. I, I don't it? know.
0: I don't know if it counts for kind of imposters of the blue and white curse. I don't know if it's like a club-wide thing. Um, but if they try these kind of shenanigans and wear that blue and white stripe thing to try and get at us, mm, wouldn't put it past them. It's you need like to do the... a
1: Barry Fry, Stu and we in all the corners, try and get rid of the curse. It,
2: it's the biggest shithousery in Premier League history. If Nottingham Forest have specifically charged blue and white away <laughs> just so they can get three points at Mollion. And then for some reason, due to some sort of um, kit mishap, they have to wear the blue and white stripe at home
0: There's nothing stopping them wearing blue and white at home. You're ready to wear one one weird one per season.
2: Due to a shortage of personal detergent, Forrest have had to wear the blue and white uh, (laughs) away top at the City Ground for our reverse fixture in April. I I didn't have enough time to do a quiz tonight. I literally scoffed a, a stag before we just came out. I've had a bit of heartburn for the last 20 minutes. Uh thanks for everyone who's joined us on the Wolves fan cast uh in association with Audi. I can't believe it. Raul Jimenez has scored again. It's <laughs> Fulham Free, Nottingham Forest Nil. Thanks for joining us. Thanks from me, Edith. Um, have a good rest of the week. We'll be back on Sunday with a um, show hopefully talking about how we've um, smashed forest into a christmas uh pudding of embarrassment (laughs) good night everyone (laughs) take care sure see
1: ya